0: Bow, a
1: a
2: bow, a a bow, a a a Do you hear that, Mr. Anderson? That is the sound of episode 84 of Gaming Fix. On this August 24th, 2019, I am your host, Andre Cole. I am joined today by Alex Jelena.
1: The last Matrix movie was pretty good, actually.
3: Pat Cotter. The Animatrix is better than the last two. Alice and Sagan.
0: Uh, all of the Matrix movies are really good and super underrated, and I was super excited.
2: That's definitely true. Uh, I don't know. I don't know my thoughts on the third one. Uh, I have always liked. The revolutions. Uh, I don't know how I feel about
3: Reloaded. I think part of the reason that I like them is because the Wachowski sisters like turned into such like leftists over the course of their lives. And you can see like the seeds of that in the matrix movies, but they weren't quite there yet. <laughs> so it's interesting to think it's a lot like, uh, I mean, they're, they're obviously older than I am, but it's a lot like, um, um, Looking back on like how I was in when those movies came out, um, or I guess a little after those movies came out, I was I was younger when they came out, like six years old when those movies came out. But looking back at like myself ten years ago, we'll say or Mm twelve years ago, and I had a lot of those ideas budding as well, and I was super into The Matrix. And then you can like. pull on those threads and they lead places ideologically. So I'm pretty excited to see where are you saying you were red pilled by the matrix?
0: (laughs) That that was the opposite of what
1: happened to me. I
3: don't think that the matrix had any, uh, had necessarily had an effect on me uh, from an ideological perspective, but I'm excited to see how Wachowski's uh, well, Lena Wachowski's um, uh, like, evolution in in personal politics will affect uh, the, the, the movie.
0: Yeah. For me, they've just always been super um, interesting movies, not always like the most successful, like the sequels, but I feel like the ideas that are there are like really good, especially since so much of it is kind of in deconstructing the kind of myth of the first movie, if that makes sense, like yeah, dealing with, Oh, well, Like, why are you the one? Why are we here? Like, it just gets so. It's very philosophical.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, I I literally had a book called the, like, that was like a book of essays of philosophy and the matrix when I was younger and read it. It was like my, it was like my gateway into philosophy.
3: Yeah. And I would rather see movies that try and fail to interrogate those ideas than, not engage with them at all. So And, yeah. I, think,
0: and I think that's why I, I, I love the Wachowski so much as I feel like they are just like, we're going to try whatever we want and they, they go for it and whether it succeeds or fails is kind of up to you, but, it, but like, you've never seen movies like the ones that they make. Mm-hmm. and That's why I, that's why I love them. And I'm so excited for Matrix 4.
2: Sure. Uh okay, I'll bring it back to video games. If someone, if a studio or developer were to make a Matrix game now in you know, 2019, 2020, whatever, which which studio would you want to pick it up? For and access. uh
3: for access? <laughs> Okay. I was going to say platinum probably. Platinum.
1: Yeah. Platinum. Okay. Or Ninja okay. Theory.
3: Actually Ninja Theory. My answer is Ninja Theory. Okay. Change my answer.
1: No, you know what? Yoko uh,
3: Taro's
1: Matrix game. CD Project Red. Okay. Uh,
3: I mean, I love them a lot, full disclosure, but uh, I don't know. They've already, I I
1: they've already like, done stuff with Keanu. Yeah.
3: Uh, I think I would want a, a studio that like, like, well, it depends on what you want from a matrix game. What I want is a game that is not that dissimilar from path of Neo, but is that is just like way, way, way cooler. Like not even necessarily the same story. It doesn't have to be, you don't have to play as Neo. It doesn't have to be the story of the movies, just mm-hmm. something that's like very, very, uh, stylish character action kind of stuff, uh, focused around shooting. Cause that's one thing about character action games. I know Bayonetta, um, which I'm playing soon is, um, kind of has a lot of gun stuff in it, but, uh, and obviously devil may cry does also, but I would love to see one that's like a shooter first that is still has that like super fluid, fast paced action, strangle people, John Woo's stranglehold. Well, actually, yeah. Free. I mean, sort of not that game, uh, cause that game is meh, but, uh, uh, yeah, um, I believe gunkata is a term that some people.
1: Yep. Know. It is. What was, that
2: was, was literally just. That was equal
3: oh no. Wasn't
2: that in the trailer for, uh, watchdogs Legion. They have
3: gunkata in that game. I think. Yeah. It's one of the skills. It's kind of a joke though. I think
1: probably. Yeah. But. Allison, who would you pick for a, for a matrix dev?
0: Uh, I mean, I think it's pretty, it's, I don't know if this is like interesting, but maybe like insomniac just because, uh, both because like like having that kind of character action, um, Spider-Man was just so, so good for me that I feel like I, I trust them to get a property like that, even though now they're uh, Sony. Well, at that point, it, like that's, that's fine. But yeah. Uh,
2: um, okay. Either Yoko Taro or Nintendo.
0: Yes.
1: Hmm. Nintendo Matrix game. Nintendo uh, directed by sweary.
0: <laughs> oh my god. Sure.
2: Yeah. I'm into it. I, yeah, I'd play that game.
0: I, I would Uncle
2: Death it. be in it?
3: Or no, that's, that's a that's, Suda. That's a Suda. Suda joint. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Put I, Suda what? and Sweary on it. Like I together. It. No, I have I have a new I have a new one. I want um Hideo Kojima to have to work very closely with the Wachowski sisters. Sure. Sure. To develop the game so that he has to stand in the room with a woman for more than 10 minutes and Two of uh, them. actually maybe have some like positive things imparted to him so that he makes better games in the future.
1: Man. <laughs> we could just talk for an hour about that damn trailer, the gameplay video they showed. You want to talk about piss? <laughs> Mushroom, oh, oh my Mushroom, God. Maybe. Do you want to talk about lactating?
0: Lactating
2: mushrooms. Uh,
3: I yeah. know that. I know that when 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 women tell me they're lactating, they grab their breasts and softly squeeze them
1: to as
0: emphasize. You, <laughs> as you do.
1: I mean, yeah. I mean, that's just yeah. culturally like that's the way it works in in North America, where this game is uh-huh. obviously.
3: Yeah. So many ties to North America. <laughs> I, I think know, you can man. see the names of the characters. That's really where, you know, that's what our, I think.
2: Kojima is just campaigning for like, you know, public, uh, lactation spaces, breastfeeding spaces, you know, pump rooms.
3: And, I want to uh, believe like that. that. And actually truly, I do want to believe that, that I, I think there was a lot of people talking about like the themes of like, Oh, men carrying artificial wombs. And like, it's going to like, look at, um men's men's relationship with with babies and pregnancy I actually don't know that that's true um I think well there's a there's a link to the other side like right to the world of like the death stuff so yeah I don't know I did, I think oh. that there's a lot of credit given um uh that he has not earned yet for some themes that may or may not actually be examined sure. in that video game yeah that's that I'm tri- gonna play. It's far too early to, really to
2: tell anything.
1: That truly was just so wacky, though. <laughs> like, yeah, I wanna, it, I wanna piss, so like, I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play it, it. It started with like 30 seconds of just a camera circling around a sleeping. Uh, oh god, what's his name?
3: Norman Reedus. Uh, Norman, Norman Reedus. Norman <laughs> Petus.
1: Norman <laughs> Petus, and then he just gets up and starts peeing for another like solid 15 to 20 seconds.
3: Hey, <laughs> that, was, hey. that was a long, that was a long pee. He was <laughs> hydrated. <laughs>
2: Was. You got to stay hydrated when you're out that, there in the uh, vast North American wilderness.
0: That's what Kojima. That's what the game is actually all about: is the importance of staying hydrated. Stay hydrated bot
1: would be so happy. <laughs> yeah, the
3: I so I misunderstood initially when they said that if multiple people pee in the same place, it'll make a bigger mushroom. Mm-hmm. I thought that that meant like NPC characters. I didn't realize it was more like a touch blood stain um, kind of thing. Yeah. So, <laughs> do you think that? that i don't do you think it'll be like other like mushrooms will show up in your game to begin with that other uh, people have like uh, or is it like a odd is like
2: to a, me if they're just like oh if you just like if they don't give you some symbol that people have peed in well, the. Air. Because otherwise, that's
3: that's a big map. Like people, except gonna- like, what if it was like oh, a No Man's like, Sky thing? Like people spent because they were so. Hello, games was so cagey about whether or not there was multiplayer yeah, yeah. No Man's Sky. People spent like the first week of the game trying to get in the same yeah. place. So what if that was happening on Reddit? Like people were organizing campaigns, <laughs> to get as many people as possible to piss on the same coordinates. That's. Incredible, I, and it's bringing people together <laughs> in a way. Strand games, exactly. Oh my
2: god, building bridges,
0: bringing people together, making sure we're hydrated. He's just looking out for our well-being. Also,
2: the reason that you can't play as a woman is because it's like not as socially acceptable to like you know animate a woman just peeing
3: out which on, on after. I'm going to say one is bullshit, and two <laughs> is something that Kojima couldn't could like be challenging with this game if you would just like grow up saw there. the way they would not not show that uh the ding dong. You can you can look I've played a lot of the Sims. You can do wonders <laughs> with mosaicing to make it so that you don't actually see privates. He's not he's not gonna it's not Japanese porn. He can't just also there's like he he could create an apparatus for the character. Like there could oh, be I'm some kind sure of like, they exist in the real world. Exactly. And there's with the amount of weird shit in that game. True. Sure. If, if he was like, when you're playing as mama and you have to urinate, um, it comes out of a tube onto the ground or something. I don't know. Like who is the
0: Wait.
2: woman equivalent to Norman Reedus? Who would be the woman celebrity
3: player character? Katie Sackoff. <laughs>
0: Just the way that you said mama made me think it was cooking mama. And that's now what I want.
3: Cooking something. It's
2: baby mama. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Again. Anyways, that game looks great. I think we talked about it a lot last week. Too.
3: I don't know if I think it looks great yet. I think it looks like quite it, the game. It looks, it looks <laughs> oh, very nice. Visually, it looks nice. And, I, and I'm excited to see. What I'm excited for is I think that that game is going to be an avant-garde mess. In a way oh, that yeah. is actually very appealing to probably everyone on this podcast, except maybe Sam. I don't know, because I think he's well, he and a lot of other people, and I'm not picking on him.
1: Well, yeah, he was he's the first one to pre order it of us, too.
3: Yeah. I think he and a lot of other people um, are expecting sort of like a, a Metal Gear Unchained kind of thing. And I don't think this game is going to have well, bear any resemblance to that.
2: And well, the hope is that it's more complete than metal gear five. I know you haven't played metal gear five, but like that's kind of a sparse game compared to other metal gears. Like there's a lot of gameplay, way more gameplay than other metal gear games, but like story wise, there's like not a whole lot. So seeing so much story in like, cause all the stuff they showed of metal gear five, like a lot of it was like very early on, like a lot of it was like the opening hour of the game kind of, um, I and think so if this game like lets Kojima get you know like actually you know do his 2 hour cutscenes or whatever that'll be interesting to
3: see where he goes cuz it's yeah. not Metal Gear anymore but I think he's there's that this game is very much an excuse for him to get a lot of his favorite actors in a room and shoot Oh sure. vignettes
0: Oh 100%. With them.
3: And I'm not necessarily saying that's a bad thing cuz I think it's just going to result in lots and lots of vaguely connected um sequences uh but i don't get the impression it's going to be particularly action-packed um like obviously there isn't is, yeah
0: there I, is I, combat
3: I, I, in the game um yeah. we've seen we've seen a brief shot of combat but um with melee like a melee attack on like a person on a outpost mm-hmm. at the e3 footage or the footage that came up before e3 um but uh It's not, it doesn't look to me. It looks to me more like it's about survival and exploration from a Mm -hmm. gameplay perspective than it is about combat.
2: Uh, Yeah. I imagine we'll see a lot more. Like, like, I don't think we're going to be seeing a ton of Guillermo del Toro in that game. No, yeah.
3: I I bet those will be relatively
2: short sequences. I don't think we'll be seeing a ton of either. Like, maybe he'll show up throughout the game, but they'll be like very short sequences. Whereas, like, Troy Baker, I could see him showing up more often because, like, he is more. Game oriented, and so it's easier to get bored for like a long period game thing. Probably. I will Maybe not. I don't know. Del
3: Toro's not playing himself, so no, yeah, he is so, just it is just mo- mocap, yeah. Not even so, mo-cap, just like it's just a scan. yeah. So, he could be in it a lot without it being True. Del Toro actually doing the, the voice. So, I don't know, but um. Yeah, I, I don't know. I could.
0: God, I love how many people he's just like scan. Can I scan your face? And they're like, Yeah, okay.
3: I and I think, got yeah. scan. I don't uh, think that's a good. I don't think in the modern information age you should just let people scan your head. I hear what you all are saying about you, if Kojima asks you do it, but I don't trust him. Um, like he's like one or two games away from just trying to squeeze some porn in there. Like, <laughs> so I don't know that I trust <laughs> the man and with like my face. You're, you're
2: on Pornhub's number one video game podcast. I don't think you have much place to talk. Yeah, but
3: my face isn't on it. Uh,
1: it has been. Yeah, I know.
3: <laughs> I don't really care. Speaking but, of, uh, speaking, of oh, athletes, speaking of, at least I know that technology. coming into the show. My coming into have the been show, I understand. <laughs> man. <laughs> man. I understand where all of our content goes. <laughs> Alex does not say, can I film, can I, can I take a scan of your head and I'm not going to tell you what I'm going to do with it. I'm explicitly not telling you what I'm going to do with it. If Alex
0: says that, I would probably say yes. No,
3: I, I I, uh, you know okay. what, for me, I might,
2: for my personal safety, because who knows what Alex would do to me? I trust him with Allison's head, but with me, I don't know what he might do. <laughs> it's true. Uh, I did register you
1: know, our Pornhub name yeah, using your Twitter my, handle. Yeah,
2: yeah. So I don't know if I'd trust I Alex think, with my head.
3: I
1: don't think you should
3: trust people with a scan of your head. It's just like, you don't give, if, if you asked for my social security number, I wouldn't give you that oh. either. If people can deep well, fake. No.
0: Them, they,
3: like they don't need, you need a scan of your head.
2: Anymore.
0: Yeah.
3: Think about how much more detailed it can be. If they have a scan of your head,
0: it can be pretty. Pretty True. detailed. Did you see that one with Tom Cruise recently? Exactly. That, was going exactly. that Opperman,
3: on the Full House thing. Oh well, yeah, but I mean, with a scan of my head, you can like yeah, start putting like sure. Source Filmmaker and stuff. And like, oh yeah, no thanks. I
1: mean, did you see <laughs> it, the one? You where just where make they, some Overwatch videos. Did you see the so one? They, <laughs> they, they... <laughs> Do you see the one where they uh deep faked Mike Tyson onto Sesame Street? Because that one's pretty good too. Okay. But what did they do? But, put him on Big Bird or something? I'll have to watch. But if you want <laughs> to talk about ethics in technology in a kind of dystopian society, boy, do I have a game for you? Oh.
0: Ooh. Oh yeah. That was a good segue. Nicely done.
3: I was earlier trying to segue into Andre's game talking about a matrix game but uh then we started talking about this
0: <laughs> i mean isn't this on brand for us though
1: yeah oh uh, no, yeah this is, this is absolutely normal <laughs> at this point yeah that's uh so, yeah okay well, erica right that's the name of the game this game is called eliza eliza and, and peggy lady. yep and if you play that game, that name will get ingrained in your mind for reasons. But yeah, no, I played uh, and finished Eliza, which is the newest game from Zachtronics. If you guys are familiar, they're creators of games like Shenzhen IO and Opus Magnum and Infinite Factory. So mm-hmm. uh, usually pretty complicated mechanics heavy game, but this is a visual novel, uh, like pretty much a straightforward visual novel like there's a couple things that diverge from the usual visual novel tropes like it does have some interesting choices that you have to make and it does have a really good mini game but uh from a very high level this is a game which was basically written for someone exactly like me which is weird like as i went through it i was like it's weird how this lines up with my shit one to one (laughs) because one it's about programming which i do for a career Uh, two, it has like a very large section, which is directly about music, which I used to do as a career. Uh, and like, it's pretty detailed about it. Uh, it's the core of the story is all about mental health, which I have a deep interest in and like, I don't know, it's set in like the Pacific Northwest, which is basically where I live. So, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but yeah, no, it's again, visual novel it's set in, it's explicitly set in Seattle in, in the very near future. Like if I were to guess, I'd say like 2025, they're pretty realistic about the technology they Uh, like it seems like, um, technology, which could be there in five years if we kept going at this current rate and like, you know, and companies went in this direction. So the premise itself is pretty interesting. Uh, basically Eliza, the name Eliza is an AI system, which is used for therapy. So like mental health services, uh, and, basically what you can see it as uh, is a patient comes in talks with uh eliza who listens to what they're saying and then gives feedback back it's an ai that's giving counseling services but because the company who's running it wants there to still be a human touch uh, the patients are all interacting with a human being who's sitting in front of them and the person is wearing basically like Glasses which project vr imagery of like what eliza like a script that eliza is what it is telling them to say So they are not allowed to diverge from the script, but so they're listening to all these uh, People, you know having a therapy session and then giving them back feedback from eliza. They don't need any special training uh, and those people are called proxies so That's the very short version of the premise uh, it the game itself touches on some really fascinating and like potentially sensitive topics, which I mean, you would expect from a game about mental health, but like there's a lot of privacy of sensitive data kind of topics that come up like these proxies. They aren't trained in medical, they aren't per- medical professionals. They they're being told stuff, which is very like, you know, maybe this person is one day away from being suicidal kind of stuff. And like maybe the advice Eliza is giving them they aren't satisfied with and they want to interject, but they can't like that kind of stuff. Uh, but like also there gets to be a point in the game where you're allowed access to look at people's personal emails and text messages and it's like, is this ethical? So like, and then there's ethics questions and as well as having a computer trying to understand and influence human emotions and like, you know, things of that nature. So you can tell that the creators of the game, like they've worked in startups, uh, Like because the company itself was a startup, you can tell. Like there's a lot of startup culture stuff going on there. Uh, They understand uh, the realities of the culture of startups as well as the realities of programming. Like I said, the the depictions of programming seem pretty realistic for what you would expect for like five years from now. And they actually talk about like, yeah, people expect this to be like a fully sentient AI. No, that's not possible with our current technology. But we could get there like that's what they're kind of talking about and it's really interesting but i don't know it's it's really fascinating uh the, I should note the music stuff they talk about is extremely well researched like maybe the best i've ever seen in uh media not just games like they're talking about things like moog synthesizers and tb303s and eurorack modulars and like this is stuff that i was super interested in, in college and it's like wow this yeah these this is stuff you don't think about unless you're a real fucking synthesizer geek so it's awesome and in Zachtronics tradition i don't know if you guys have played any of the other games but it has a totally new solitaire minigame which is extremely challenging but really good yeah. and uh, i saw like a i think you sent us a picture or something and it looked like it
2: was like mixed with mahjong or something yeah like it had like a bunch of
1: like chinese or japanese symbols on it yeah, it's uh there's a lot of Chinese symbolism in the game uh and characters so and j- Japanese stuff comes up as well so there's both but that game in particular I believe is Chinese characters but okay um like not kanji but anyways uh it's it's really interesting. I don't know how to describe it because it's unlike most other solitaire games I've played. Uh you can see every cor- every card on the board, nothing is hidden. And it's all about figuring out how to not walk you, like walk into a corner basically. Mm. Uh, like it's very easy to screw yourself and it's difficult to, to solve it. Yeah. I, I won't describe it, but it's, it has four levels of de- of difficulty. Like it goes from easy, medium challenging and like just straight up hard. Uh, it, it, it's super good. But anyways, um, Ultimately, my feelings on Eliza, I think it's extremely well written characters like everyone that you interact with is really fascinating and different in their own ways and very well realized. The world is really good. Uh, The premise of everything that they set up is really good. Uh, The only thing I was disappointed by was kind of the ending. I mean, it has multiple endings, so, you know, like you can't really choose a canonical ending. There's like seven or eight different ones. Uh, I went back and finished all of them just to see. I think my initial one was still quote unquote my canonical ending, but I want to see how the rest of them resolved and mm-hmm. they're all kind of short, which is my only issue. Like, but then again, if they were to follow all those threads, that would be like a 40 hour game. So I understand, but yeah, Eliza, um, totally recommended. I think it's, it's worth it. You can get it. You can knock it out in like six or seven hours if you wanted, including oh, finishing nice. this altar. So.
3: I intend to play it because I like the, um, I don't like visual novels, but I like the, the, like, um, so what I'm looking for, I like the, um, narrative design of Zachtronics games. They're just kind of beyond me from a gameplay perspective. Um, so I'm interested to try it out because, uh, it, I think it's like, it's cool that they just leaned into a game that's fully narrative.
0: Yeah, it sounds it sounds really interesting. I'm definitely going to uh, pick it up at some point, just because that sounds like it's something I want to play.
2: Yeah, it sounds neat. And it is on the list of many, many games that need to be
1: played in the next few months. Uh, (laughs) It's short enough that I think I'll actually be able to make it happen. Yeah, Yeah. right. It seems seems doable. Yeah, you could knock it out in an afternoon if you really wanted to. Uh, speaking of things being knocked out in the
2: afternoon, uh, Allison, what have you been saying?
0: (laughs) We had such a good segue earlier. I I always,
2: I always, you know, I always use the worst segue for Allison.
0: (laughs) Uh, I don't know how much I have to actually talk about this week. Um, so, Fire Emblem Minute. I'm still playing it. Um, this game. Does anybody else have anything to add to Fire Emblem Minute?
2: Don't think I've played since last week.
1: Yeah, I played a I've tiny bit last night. Yeah, I stepped away from it. I'm going to come back for my second playthrough. But where are you in the story, Pat?
3: Oh, so early, like wh- like chapter five or something. Yeah. I don't know. It feels like I've, like, I, I feel like I've been playing for a while, but I'm not that far on the chapter count.
2: Have Have you done the bandit thing? Like the bandit tower?
3: No.
0: Okay.
3: Mm. Wow. Okay. Yeah. it's yeah. very early. Yeah. I don't know. I'm finding very little like desire to play it, but I want to see the story through because of how people say it gets so good and so crazy after the time jump. So I think that game is for me becoming quite boring from like a playing it perspective, sure. which is yeah. too bad. Uh, um, yeah. I, I mean, might be, you could just auto battle, but then you still have
2: to like go through and push auto battle every turn.
3: Yeah. And also, um, yeah, nah, I, I'll play it. I'll finish it. But the fact you can't up the difficulty in that game during, in the middle of the game is like, extraordinarily stupid. <laughs> yep. I mean, you're early enough that you could just restart and then skip through all the story stuff on the way. Uh, and, uh, I can't, I won't, I won't play through it. If sure. I restart it now, uh, I would have to do a different house and I want to see that store, that house yeah, story sure. stuff. And yeah, I'll, I'll, will th- get through it. I will. Um, I just need a, a, a break where, um, I think handheld mode is going to be the way to go for me to play that game largely. Uh, just trying to get some in before bed and stuff. Sure. It is again, it's not that I think that the game is bad at all. So I don't want to come off as too negative. I just think that that normal difficulty is just not that fun. Um, but I'm sure that if I were playing it on hard, I would probably be having a much better time in the battles because I think that the design mechanically is really good. It's just Mm -hmm. that the difficulty is so, Simple when you're playing it at, at that level.
0: That's fair, yeah. I'm getting close to the time jump on playthrough number two. and Yeah. Uh, it, I'm, I'm playing it on hard, and it's not necessarily super difficult, like pre time jump, but I'm, I'm interested to see how post time jump is. And then also, I'm playing it with, um, on casual and with, uh, New game plus, so yeah, um, so we'll see. But it's it, it'll be interesting for me to see if I want to um, go check out the uh, see if like maybe I'm going to try the like hard difficulty there, like the harder difficulty they're going to add later. Who knows? Um, but it's uh, but I, yeah. So I'm nearing the time jump, uh, time skip with uh, Black Eagle's house, which. Is, is is good. I like some of the characters in the house. I just miss my blue lion so much. <laughs>
1: yeah, I miss my lion cubs.
0: I know. I'm just ha,
2: like, have you not just recruited all of them into your house already?
0: Working on it, but it's taking.
2: You're running out of time.
0: I but know you, I am. I've got a couple get, months left. I'm like, do. I'm like giving people presents all the time, going like, "Please join my house." I, I, just I just eat like a
2: million meals. Also, you can use renown to upgrade your relationship with all yeah, the people. I might,
0: I might have to, have to do, that. do that. I and then I, just I,
2: focus on getting all the black eagles that you, or all the golden deer that you don't have.
0: Mm, yeah. I'm, I'm considering that but priorities. Yeah. <laughs> priorities. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, that's, that's been, that's been fun though. It's, I, I'm really excited to get more into the story aspect. Like I, I just want to experience the story on, uh, for all, all of these houses So I'm just like raring to go. But despite being my second playthrough of a very, very long game, I'm actually not feeling at all like fatigued by it. So that's, that's good. Uh, Since that's basically all I've, oh wait, I I played some Tetris 99 last night. Uh, There's actually another um, weekend event this time uh, to coincide with Fire Emblem Minute uh, the, you, you can, uh, it's another event where you play in, to get enough points to unlock a fire emblem theme. So mm-hmm. if you guys are interested, it's, it, it, it's, it doesn't take that long to unlock and you get to play with the theme while you're, you're doing it. But it's, I think it's a very nice theme because it has all the music and it has, all, it has, it, it's aesthetically really, really pleasing. So, um, back on that Touches 99 stuff. It's hard to p- believe that it came out this year just because I've played it so much. Um, yeah,
1: it does feel like a long time ago.
0: It does. It feels like it's like an institution in my life. And then it's like, no, it just came out earlier this year. It's like,
1: what? Yeah. It dropped with the direct, didn't it?
2: Yes. Uh, yeah. I think so. It was just like, Oh, and it's out now.
0: Yeah. It came out in February. So It's
2: only been like six months. Oh my god!
0: Right? So weird. Right?
2: Oh why? (laughs) Oh god! No, I know it was weird, but oh, it doesn't seem like it was in February. Oh god! We're running out of time for game of the year stuff. I
1: thought you were saying like in general. I mean, also, I
2: mean,
0: also in general, like everything's everything's bad. It was
3: a. well, I don't want to, I don't podcast. I don't want to change. I don't want to throw us off the rails, but I have to say there was a moment last night. Uh, the, the internationals happening. There was a moment that, uh, Casey was interviewing a, a, uh, Dota player. I think it was FY, um, who was a player for, uh, Chinese team. Anyway, uh, he, he uh, they, <laughs> she asked him if he was ever planning on retiring. And, uh, he was like, um, maybe someday I'll be a coach or, a caster. Uh, but right now I think I could play forever like three to five more years, or I I feel like I could play till the end of the world, three to five more years. And what he meant was his career will probably last another three to five years. But what I heard was, yeah, man, the world probably is going to end oh, in yeah, five no. years. <laughs> yeah,
2: absolutely. I heard
0: that too. And I was like, like, I heard you say that I'm like, the world's going to end in three to five years. I'm like, yeah, sounds about right.
2: <laughs> if, if we're lucky. Continue. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So, uh, other than that, um, I'm attending a, uh, gaming convention this weekend. It's not, uh, I know PAX is this weekend. So it feels like it's like nowhere near the level of PAX, but it's, it's, it's next,
3: it's next weekend.
0: weekend. Or it's next weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Never mind. I thought it was. So
3: you're attending the biggest gaming convention this weekend.
0: Hey, uh,
3: I don't know if that's true,
2: but we're gonna say. That. Well, Gamescom was last weekend, so yeah. maybe it's- a lot of game conventions like backed like real close to each other this year, yes. and I don't think people are happy about it.
0: It's probably not. It is a pretty small convention, um, but it's two D convention in Minneapolis, um, where I live, and it's uh, it's it's it seems like a fun little convention so far. Uh, only went last night. Um, going to show up to, uh, today and tomorrow. Uh, but it's 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 kind of a, like a cute little convention just because there's uh, only like one room for panels. Then there's the place where you can buy stuff. There's the place where you can. Uh, like try out a bunch of uh, local indie devs, and um, like they have an arcade setup, so uh, with a, a weird amount of uh, Japanese um, rhythm games, and I don't know. Like I, I'm wondering if some, just somebody in the area has like a collection of uh, Japanese rhythm games, or or what. I don't know why
2: arcade rhythm games.
0: Yeah. Okay. Arcade. It's like a bunch of Japanese arcade cabinets that are like all rhythm games. Like, Like I mean, there's like other games too. Like
2: Forte, uh, the the Hatsune Miku game.
0: They have the Hatsune Miku game. I played it last yesterday. Um, they also have, uh, four of the Jubeat machines, which I got like really into. Um, which is basically you have a, uh, a a grid of squares, which are four by four, and it tells you to tap them in, in, uh, uh, time with the music, but which sounds pretty simple, but then it gets really hectic, but that was, that was very fun. They also had a pop in music, Uh, They had a Taiko no Tatsujin, which I haven't gotten to play yet because it's it's been full. There's There's, one that had a full. Got some
2: bangers on there right now.
0: Yeah, they they also had a full uh, piano. They had a game which had like a full piano keyboard, but you I tried to play it and you just hit like.
2: I think that's forte. Uh, I think like. Because you hit like basically just sections of the keyboard,
0: yeah. As
2: they, as they come down in like a rhythm thing, and like you have to you know move along the keyboard, but you're not actually playing. You're just kind of like vaguely hitting chords.
0: Yeah, and then there's a couple points where you like slide up and down the mm, keyboard. Yeah. yeah, which I was like, okay, I've been playing, I've been playing uh, like piano, not very well, but I've been taking piano lessons recently. I'm like, will this help me? And it's like, no.
2: No, so Guitar Hero won't really help you become a guitarist, <laughs>
0: right? Um, and yep. then, then, there's a couple of other ones too that I, I'm trying to remember. They have a like a theater rhythm cabinet, and I haven't played that one yet. But there's there's just like a bunch of Japanese rhythm games that have been fun. But but yeah, so no, it, this it's been it's been fun to try that. I am um, going to try try more of the local, uh, indie games and check back in on those. But, um, yeah. And the, this, uh, uh, convention all, uh, goes to support, uh, able gamers. Um, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's just completely charity focused with able gamers. So, uh, even if you're not in the Twin Cities area and you're not going to 2DCon, uh, Donate to Able Gamers. Why don't you? It's a great charity, and it's uh, definitely deserves your support.
2: Awesome! Awesome, uh, Pat. Uh, I I believe Hello. you pulled something out of the
3: ashes oh uh, God, this week. Please, please don't the uh, the ashes of don't this conversation. This phenomenal video game with your. It's <laughs> it not. TV. It's it survived
2: the fire and it, oh my God. it's the only
3: remnant of of the disaster. This is a disaster. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's a bad name for a video game. I think we can all agree that remnant from the ashes is like, I would assume that that is some kind of like free to play game that is, was developed hastily and probably is using stolen assets. Um, sure, sure. and is maybe mobile, mobile game or something. Um, but it turns out that it is, uh, instead, uh, a phenomenal, uh, new game from gunfire games, who was the developer of the not as phenomenal darksiders three, um, but, uh, a game that I actually, one day I'll go back and play all of the Darksiders games because I've played bits of all of them and I really enjoyed all of the bits I've played. Um, even the little bit of dark three that I played, uh, at PAX last year, aside from being kind of buggy, it was, it was cool conceptually. Um, but, uh, it's interesting to have played, the little bit of Darksiders three that I played Gunfire games only developed Darksiders three. They did not do the first two, obviously. Um, but, uh, a lot of the, um, visual visual aesthetic that was present in the section of Darksiders three that I played kind of translates over to, um, to remnant. So I think it's, I think they, um, I don't think they like used necessarily used a lot of assets from Darksiders three, but I do think that, uh, it's there's a clear artistic direction similarity between the two. So, um, Runnin is, uh, basically a third person shooter. Um, it's post-apocalyptic, uh, but not post-apocalyptic in the fallout sense. Um, it's much more like the environment. See, post-apocalypse well sort of it is on earth it starts on okay. earth and it is okay. a destroyed city that's the first area starts there. on earth oh you uh, we leave earth at some point well i don't, don't want to spoil like too much about where the game goes uh, i don't believe you go to the moon um oh. but uh but essentially the the post-apocalypse on it, it was very much like a modern day or not modern day it was very much like a standard earth kind of thing. And I believe the idea is, I think the timeline is it happens around the seventies at some point, basically. Um, it's kind of like the mist happens. The, the, the Stephen King story, like, um, some research goes awry and, uh, a portal is left open for this really voracious, uh, violent force called the Root to invade earth. Um, and so it's kind of what you would expect. Like it's like malicious, uh, tree, monsters plant monsters that managed to come in and start to like basically cause an apocalypse um and so uh people are were there's not that many people left and you are you kind of find yourself at the beginning it's kind of ambiguous it's like you're sent off on a boat from your community to try to reach the place that everyone thinks they have to get to to stop the route which is this like a toll that's surrounded by storms and stuff. Um, it's very, the intro is kind of like mysterious in a way that dark souls intros kind of tend to be. Um, and I bring up dark souls because, um, structurally the game takes tons of elements from that game. Um, So it has things like uh, it's a third person shooter, but it has things like bonfires. Um, They're called, they just call them checkpoints, but they're like floating crystals that everyone sits around when you use them. Uh, They allow you to travel around and act as um, points to refill your ammo and health and uh, dragon hearts, which are dragon hearts are a (laughs) refillable healing item that uh, you push a button and it heals you, but they have limited charges much like Estes flasks. Um, and then it has things like fog gates before bosses. Um, it has, uh, the enemies respawn when you rest at checkpoints. Um, so it has a lot of the structural elements of a souls game narratively. It's a little bit more, um, uh, I don't know if traditional is the right word, but, um, while there's not, you don't encounter loads and loads of characters as you progress, you do have like dialogue with characters and there is like a lot of, the writing is a little less ambiguous than it is in dark souls. Um, there's also a lot of item description stuff in it too. That's pretty cool. Like dark souls has, uh, and, um, the story of the world is like super, super, super interesting. That's actually one of my favorite parts of the game is kind of exploring more about the setting, um, which I was very surprised about. I kind of, I've been following the game since E3 because I like the art a lot, but, um, this, the writing is way more interesting than I, I kind of anticipated, but, um, star here, like the thing that's, that's so amazing about it to me is, um, so it's a shooter, but it is very difficult. Um, and kind of a, like from software where certainly if someone were to say it should be more accessible, I wouldn't argue with them because it is very hard and very hard to play solo. Um, you can kind of, you can play co-op very easily. People can just jump into your game. Um, there's matchmaking if you would just want to like join a random public game. So uh, it's a little, a little, little less uh, convoluted for co-op than something like a souls game, but um, it is very hard, but it is uh, a really interesting shooter that merges concepts from, from soft games with concepts from something more like a gears of war. Um, so you're, you um, you're, you're fighting enemies with guns. Enemies can have guns or be melee focused. Um, you, your loadout is basically a a long gun, um, which is sort of like a primary weapon. So that can be like a shotgun or a sniper rifle or a hunting rifle or whatever. And then you have a handgun, which is sort of like your secondary weapon. Um, so far I've found like SMGs and pistols. And then you also have a melee weapon. Uh, and anytime you press the left click or I would assume right trigger, I'm playing my mouse and keyboard, uh, without aiming, you're going to swing your melee weapon, which has a set of simple combos, uh, just like one button combos and then a heavy attack you can hold the button down for. Um, and then each, then when you hold down your aim down sights button, then you aim and can fire your gun. So, uh, the result is like, you can very quickly switch between melee and range combat, which is important because there's a lot of enemies that get very in your face. And then you also have a, a roll like a dodge roll. Um, that's kind of like a fat roll kind of thing from, from dark souls. Uh, and you have to use it a lot because enemies get in close very quickly. So it's, it's not like you can, it's not a cover shooter. Um, you can, there is like a soft cover mechanic. There's no cover button, but you can crouch. And when you're behind cover or crouched, if you right click, it pops you up over it. So, Um, there are some times when you will sort of fight from cover, but generally you're moving around a lot, um, and trying to create distance between you and the enemies. Um, and, uh, so then the other component of it is, uh, it is vaguely a loot game, but in a really unique sense, which is that, um, their philosophy on designing the loot was, what if we made a game that is a loot game, but all, but the loot you find is always like an exotic weapon in destiny, which is to say like, you're not going to find 20 assault rifles. You may never even find an assault rifle, but when you do find an assault rifle, you're going to go fuck. Yeah. An assault rifle, or you're going to go, like last night I found a, an item, a weapon called a hunting pistol. And I was like, Oh my God, this is so cool because you find weapons quite rarely and armor even more rarely from what I've seen. Um, so when you do find stuff, it's really cool. That said, it still has a, you're picking up like craft like materials to upgrade your weapons. So there's still a progression with your equipment. Um, and uh, then it also has sort of a monster hunter element to it, where when you kill bosses, they drop, a unique crafting item that you can then go back and craft either a weapon or a mod out of mods are you attach a mod to your weapon and then it gives you an ability. So like I have, I'm currently rocking one that when I use it, it creates a pool of healing around me. Um, And then on my secondary weapon, I have one that summons a like little, little enemy guy, but it's fighting for me. Um, and you fill those mods up by doing damage with the weapon. Um, so there's all this kind of like, it's the guy just like a really good flow because the combat just feels really, really good. They introduce new enemies at a faster, like there's more enemy types than I was expecting there to be. Um, it seems like every new zone I run into a couple new enemy types and they're all fun and interesting to fight against. Um, and then kind of the final wrinkle that makes the game really unique is when you start the game, it rolls a campaign for you. um, And that's going to contain like your unique weapons and bosses that I don't think the pool is that huge for that stuff, but um, it means that your game is going to have a different layout than in a friend's game. And it also means that you're going to have the potential, like you're going to have different, bosses and items potentially. You may have the same ones cuz like I said the pool isn't huge. Um a couple friends and I have been playing it together and we two of us had the same bosses for for a couple of them. So I don't want to sell it as like infinite possibilities cuz it's totally not. But I think from what I've heard I'm guessing there's around 30-ish weapons of in the game and you may only get like six of them in your playthrough. Um, I should say 30 ish that can spawn that are random. There's several that are just available to buy from the vendors
1: that's that everyone gets. So I think I heard it compared in a lot of ways to like dead cells in, in kind of that way. And especially when you talked about like running into bosses and stuff like that and, uh, like general layouts and stuff like that. Would you say it's kind of like a 3d dead cells in, in a manner of speaking? Um,
3: the thing about dead cells is like, it's a roguelike, right? So like you're starting over and over again. What's interesting about remnant is it's not that like you are progressing through it. So you're the, I've heard wildly different estimates, people saying it takes like 10 hours for a playthrough and people saying it takes 20, but, um, you you're not doing uh you're not like it's not like every time you die you're getting a new world Mm -hmm. otherwise yes there's there's elements of that um you can uh re-roll um the world if you would like but you lose all of your progress you don't lose the progress on your character your character stays the same but the idea with the re-roll is you might finish the game once and then you know, okay, well, I know that this thing can spawn in the first area. So I'm going to reroll my campaign until I get there with the new game. Plus Um, they've also, they've, I've heard not from a developer, but I heard people talking about, or saw people talking about that they might add an adventure mode that would probably be closer to a dead cells kind of thing where you're rolling specific zones over and over again. But I don't know for sure. It also is not really like a service game. Like, the max level for gear is 20 and like I'm my gears all at level five right now. So I don't think the the idea is that it's necessarily a game that you'll play like warframe or something. Um, it is more of a, like play through it once, maybe you play through it on a new game plus on hard, but, uh, it's not really designed to be like a thousands of hours kind of thing, but what's there is like really solid for, for what it is. And what it creates is these cool things. Well, for starters, there's a, it's kind of a spoiler for an event that can happen but i want to illustrate what this, the ways in which this works um and it's one of a lot of different things that can happen pretty early in the game so like i was exploring the first zone and i came across a sewer grate so i went down into the sewer and i found a guy who was kind of rambling about like he had on a mask that looked like a like a like the root it looked like their style of their visual style and it was rambling about how like the great Oak was telling him things and he could hear the voices and blah, 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 blah. And you could trade with him or you could press him to give you his mask. And if you ask him a couple of times, he like flips out and starts shooting at you. So I didn't really want to kill him, but I killed him and I took the mask and it's turns out that it was like a piece of head armor that, um, heals you over time and gives you really good resistance to rot, which is like a, a, a type of damage that the root can do. I should say too, mechanically, like it's got tons of different elemental damage types. There's loads of like advanced info combat wise. It's not simple. So uh, that part's cool too. So anyway, I had this root mask and in my friend's game, I was playing in his world because the way co-op works is, your, whoever is the host, that's whose world you're playing in. And you take all of your character progress with you back into your world, but your world doesn't progress because it's different. Um, so my friend's world, there was this tree. Um, and, and, uh, it turned in, I had done it with one friend prior to getting the mask and we had to kill the tree. But before we killed the tree, it gave us the option to talk to it. And when we talked to it, it said incoherent tree language. So in my other friend's game, we saw the tree and I was like, wait, 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 we got to talk to the, try talking to the tree with the root mask on. Sure enough, the tree picks you up, barfs in your face, some tree goop. And then he got a new true. We got a new trait. That was like, um, like root armor as a trait traits are like passives that level up as you kill enemies. So it's stuff like that can happen where like I didn't have that tree in my game, but by going into a friend's game and happening to have that face armor, I, it created a a, like new way to interact with an event and there's lots. Yeah. There's lots of events like that, that we, that we've been theorizing. Like, I don't know if they could have gone a different way, but it seems like with the right stuff, things could have changed in terms of how like specific events, uh, resolve themselves. Um, it also means that things will happen. Like there is a sets, there's a set of bosses that everybody deals with, like a set of encounters that you always will have. But for some of the like the, the, the random bosses, they're like harder versions of special enemies that can show up. Um, but it also means that like, Oh, my friend fought Gorefist and Gorefist dropped a. A uh, pe- uh, crafting piece that let them make a, a unique gun. I didn't get Gorefist in my game. So now, if another friend says, like, oh shit, Gorfist spawned for me, then it's like, okay, well, wait, 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 wait. Let me come and do Gorfist with you so I can get the, the crafting material to make the gun. So, so it.
1: Hmm. Quick question. Yeah. How reliant on having like a community of friends playing this game is it? Like, could you, if you were playing this 100% on your own, would it be a lesser experience?
3: Um, I think it would, uh, be lesser because I'm having a lot of fun with the stuff I just kind of outlined. However, I have heard some people say it's not playable solo. That's not true. I think it's hard. Um, but it actually takes on kind of a different feel solo. Um, when playing with friends, it's challenging still, but it's not like, you, once you get kind of the mechanics under your belt, it's not like brutally hard. Like we had um, my friends and I ran into a boss last night and we just like destroyed it. Like it wasn't even that challenging. Um, And part of that was because we were just set up really well for that fight too. So uh, sometimes you'll get rocked and you'll need to kind of like evaluate what you're, what you're bringing to the fight. So I don't want to say it's like, it's like easy or anything, but um, solo it's very challenging, but I do think it's doable. Like I had a boss that I played against solo last night that my friends beat. um, They're on East coast time. So, they were fighting it while I was eating dinner. Um, and I found it very challenging solo, but it was fun in a, in a fun way. And I beat it. There is one part, that, uh, is sort of a like defend this point part that I have played that I could not get through solo. Um, so I don't know if if how it goes for the rest of the game, but I had a friend that was able to get through it solo. So I don't know. The other thing you can do too, the way that the level scaling works is pretty interesting. Um, it basically assigns you a character level based based on an average of your gear levels. So things like all of your gear has a, it's like the thing plus a number and you get that number just by upgrading the gear. So like all my gear is plus five. So it looks at your inventory and says an at the average of all your levels is four. It doesn't surface that number to you. They've said that they might fix that because it's a little weird. But basically when you, when you walk into a new zone for the first time, it scales all of the content in the zone to be like your level plus one. So it's hard. Um, you can kind of grind out materials to upgrade your weapons. So if you were having a really hard time with a section, you can actually go back, grind up because it never changes the level of that zone once it's sort of made that determination. So it's not a game where it's going to be impossible for you to progress solo. I do think it's more fun to have people to play with, but I I wouldn't say you shouldn't play it if you don't have, have friends. Um, Like I said, also there is, uh, you could open your game up to be like a public game and then people can match make into it too. So it's, you don't, you can, you can play with, with sort of pub people. The chat options are pretty bad right now. There's basically like voice chat that you can't turn off. Uh, Mm -hmm. And uh, (laughs) um, I just like, and it doesn't, you can't turn it off. Like I, I like to use push to talk because I play, with my partner in the room. And usually we have like a stream on or something. Um, and you can't, there's no push to talk option either. (laughs) It's just like your mic is open all the time. So you have to just like set your steam mic to not be the thing you actually use to play, uh, and then use some other chat option. But they've, they're working on that too as a fix. One other thing that's cool about the game is they're, uh, the the developer seems very engaged in, in improving it and like making, listening to community feedback and, um, like you, there's a lot of posts on Reddit that like come off as like a little bit dickish in my opinion about like, well, they should do this, this, and this. And almost, to almost every feedback post, someone from gunfire drops in and goes like, this is great feedback. Thank you. And so they do seem to be paying attention and listening to, uh, to, to, um, criticism and, and stuff, but I, I don't, aside from some of those quality of life things being an issue, I don't have a ton of criticism of it. I think it's a really fantastic game.
1: Yeah. It uh, sounds like it. And it's also not full priced either, right?
3: No, Yeah. It's $40. Uh, yeah,
1: which is crazy. I would expect this to be like a full price game.
3: <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you're looking to play through it once, it's not, it doesn't seem extraordinarily long. Um, like I said, it's like, I've heard like 10 to 20 hours, depending on how much side stuff you do. Uh, and, and I know it's longer than some $60 games. No, yeah, totally. And, um, and, and I don't think, uh, the, the procedural generation stuff is like really interesting. Um, but, uh, I, I think if you're looking for like, like, I don't know that I would say like, Oh, are you tired of you're bored of Destiny? You gotta play Remnant. Like it, it's not really a Destiny or Diablo like game. Um it, it's much closer to something like a souls. If you're looking for something that's like souls but but it has like shooter elements. Um and the procedural generation stuff is not so crazy that it's it's like like there's a, there's a part where you have to go through a sewer. I think there's like four different map layouts that can happen. So it's, it's not like a billion, it's not like no man's sky planets, but for your campaign experience. So that shouldn't really be oversold, but it's, it's still so much fun to play. I could see, I, I, at this point, see myself finishing it and at least trying to like start a hard new game plus playthrough and to see how it feels. Um, the other thing that, that if you do have friends that kind of, makes it longer. Like I think I'm about a quarter to a third of the way into the game, but I have played, I'm looking at my steam count for 11 hours. Um, because we've kind of been like helping each other progress. So like, we'll go back to somebody else's game and play through stuff. And then I'll go to my game and play up to where we left off with my friends games. Um, and, uh, it says something about the game that I have not been the least bit bored playing through the same stuff like three times. Uh, um, cause it is just that good.
2: All right. That is a game I definitely want to try. Uh, I'm probably gonna dive in later this week. It's my last week of vacation, so I gotta figure out what I'm gonna try and get through before. Yeah,
1: that yeah, ends. And that seems like a game for you, Andre, because like you, yeah, you, you I'm kind a fan of, liked, the you games. kind of liked the Surge, didn't you?
2: Yeah, uh, yeah, I like the Surge. I, I like pretty much every Souls game uh, too. I'm like.
1: <laughs>
2: Aw, it's not my favorite. It, it's my least favorite of the Soulsborn uh from soft games. But um yeah, yeah I, I like all the Soulsborn games, Neo, uh, uh, Second, Sekiro. Sekiro, yeah, all that stuff I think is uh, real fun. Yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah. I want to play it. It's yeah.
3: I'm excited that it's doing really well too because they were they were picked up by THK Nordic, which um fuck Mark, but uh uh <laughs> Um, I feel like that <laughs> asterisk is, needs to be added for, for tomorrow. the end of time. Um, but, uh, the, uh, what I am hoping is that because the game is doing so well, it's been like topping steam charts, um, yeah. is that THQ sees it as a game that, cause they seem so passionate about it, like continuing to develop mm-hmm. for it. Um, like their, their, their gameplay director was saying like, Oh, we're already thinking about stuff for remnant two on Twitter. Um, and they've talked about wanting to put, do post launch content. They're, they're pretty adamant that this is not going to be a game that sees like frequent content updates. Like no, have, no. Like, a, no. Yeah. This is a complete souls like kind of game where they want to do some DLC for it. Um, but I hope that they get to, they don't get turned into the dark sider studio by THQ. And that instead they yeah. get to like, keep making this thing. Cause this is dark is cool, but this is a more, yeah. Uh, interesting setting to me um yeah, and totally. and there is narrative setup i don't want to get too spoilery for things but there's narrative setup to allow them to make this game as wide reaching as they wanted to like the, oh it, there's always narrative setup totally but but there's specifically the concept of like portals to other worlds is core to this game's uh, uh thing so um and that stuff you learn very early so it's not really a spoiler
1: then you, um, go but, to, but, then you go to columbia and you're in the air That opens a portal (laughs) to Star Wars. A bunch of lighthouses. Yeah.
2: And then there's a tiny little spaceship that the Mandalorian can't get inside. (laughs) Uh, uh, Yeah. Uh, Speaking of games that I'm trying to get through before my vacation ends, uh, I finally got into Devil May Cry 5. That's Uh, on my list. And let's see. So the only Devil May Cry games I've played are Devil May Cry 4. Which I was one of the first games I played when I got my PS3. It's okay. And DMC, the Ninja Theory reboot. Which is fantastic. That's, that's very good. Uh, Devil May Cry five is a sequel to Devil May Cry four. It does not continue the DMC, the Ninja theory, DMC storyline, which is a shame, but, uh, you know, there's still similar kind of things going on. Like Nero is similar to, I think the DMC Dante, uh, they're, you know, they've got a similar style, they similar attitude, I think. Um, but it's also been a while since I played DMC. Um, so, yeah, in Devil May Cry 5, you're playing as you have three different characters that you're switching between uh, Dante V, who is the newcomer and Nero. Uh, and they each have like their own kind of unique play style, which makes it a lot. Of, a lot of people have already said this kind of stuff because this game came out in like May, but it makes it difficult to like get good at the game because like every two or three levels you're switching to a new character and they play so differently that like your skills don't necessarily like translate like um for example Nero he is pretty pretty basic you know he's got a, his sword on like triangle his gun on square and he's got like his devil breaker which is his right arm um is like a prosthetic and you can pick up different ones that have different abilities. So you've got one that like does a lightning punch or one that's like a rocket arm and it flies around. And if you somehow you can like ride it like a skateboard or like a hoverboard in the air. I don't know how I did it. I only did it once. There, there's so much that so I'm just like, how did I do that? Um. So yeah, those are his abilities. You can blow it up for like, you know, to extend combos on like a new one will appear And then V, who is the other player character you play early on in the game has, um, he has a bird that flies around and he has like a panther that, uh, does like, you know, does melee attacks and stuff. And he just kind of hangs back and reads poetry and stuff. And it's like, Hey, go, go attack over there. So it's a much different play style from, uh, from Nero who is much quicker and in the face of the enemies whereas V is like hanging back waiting till the enemies get weak. And then he'll jump in and like stab them with his cane sword and get the kill. And so I can't figure out, like I haven't been able to figure out really the best way to play V because like I'm trying to mash stuff out, but it doesn't seem like it's working. I'm like, should I be locked on all the time? Or should I not lock on all the time? There's a lot of depth to the combat that I don't think it does a good job of explaining maybe if like I had been keeping up with devil may cry games this whole time or something, it would be more like more intuitive, but, and if I spent the time with it, I'm sure it would be, but you know, I'm very rarely getting like triple S's, much less like a double S or even a single S in like the style rank. Um, but they have this weird thing where, so there are certain levels where like Dante Nero and V will all be like going through the level. And like, you'll see them often like the distance, like, Oh, over on another building or like down in a pit somewhere. I see like Dante fighting. And then at the end of the map or at the end of the game, it'll be like, Oh, do you want to give the other person like a stylish rank? It's like, say, Hey, you are stylish, but you never really see what they're doing. You just see like their combat rankings pop up. You're like triple S, triple S, a B triple S." I'm, like, I'm sure they're stylish. I don't know what it does. Like, I haven't gotten any messages saying I'm stylish. I'm not, but yeah, I'm like, does that get me like extra like gold orbs? Does it get me like skill point or like, you know, I don't know. What's the point of it? It's not clear. Uh, but the story is I think actually pretty good. Um, kind of what I'd want from a devil may cry. I think, uh, you know, I didn't watch the history of devil may cry, which they have in the game, which kind of just goes through like, okay, here's what's happened in the past four games. And I don't remember anything that happened in four. I I know like kind of some basics uh, you know, there's Virgil as uh, the brother and Sparta and stuff like
3: that. But I don't know. I'm, I'm so, I want to play five so bad, but like I'm having my doing my thing. I got through like one and two and then, and I love them. Mm-hmm. And then I got through a quarter exactly of four mm-hmm. or three. Uh-huh. And I loved what I played a three and then stuff came out and I kind of moved away with Sekiro was the thing that made me move away from it. Mm-hmm. And then, I really want to go back and finish three and play oh. four before I play five. Mm-hmm. But I also know that that's, you know, they're not very long games, but that's 20 hours to finish.
2: Uh, the four seemed real long when I played it back then. I just, but that to... might have just been because like half the game, you go through like all yeah. levels,
3: and the second half of the game, you're going backwards to all the levels. Right. I which think like, mm. I just checked the how long to beat on it. And which is almost always lines up very closely yeah. with my playthroughs. And it was about 11 hours mm-hmm. nope. set for four, which isn't that bad. Like that's the kind of thing that like can knock that out in a weekend. Um, yeah. uh, so like I want to, and I want to catch DMC five while it's on game pass though. Cause I don't think it's going to last there for more than a couple months. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we'll see. I don't know. Um, I, I, I want to play those games cause I really enjoyed to mm-hmm. the first two and the quarter of mm-hmm. three that I played, it kind of like was sort of a character action, like awakening for me because I had mm-hmm. never really gotten into games in that genre before. Um, sure. I guess near technically like near, uh, yeah. automata was really the first one of those that I really connected with. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm excited to play five at some point cause it looks great.
2: Uh, yeah. Uh, it's, it's very goofy. Like, you know, they've got the style, like,
3: Cranked all the way up as far as they can, and then a little bit extra in there. Um, and the story's weird. I don't really care about the playing through the games. I would watch a story recap. It's not like Mm -hmm. I need to see it, but it's more what you're saying the gameplay of the like the evolution gameplay I really want to see. Um, but the, like I will say the second
2: half of the game, I'm not liking quite as much as the first half. Um, maybe that's just the difficulty and my, f- my failure to wrap my head around the combat in a meaningful way. But like I, the level design is kind of, eh, it's like everything is very similar and samey sure. uh, in this second half. Whereas like DMC, that every level is like something new and unique, almost like, you know, when you're going through the, uh, like the energy drink facility and then the nightclub and the news factory and stuff like that news factory, the news network, all that stuff, uh, is very different. And this is a lot of the same, which is a bummer, but yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing like where the story goes. Uh, even not knowing much about, um, devil may cry, like the story I was able to kind of, predict where some things were going as they kind of popped up. Oh, I bet this person's this and blah, blah, blah.
3: So I don't know how it's going to end, but uh, I think it's a good time so far. Those games are great about like, you see a character and you're like that character's a villain. And then that character is like talking with the hero characters and appears to be a good guy in like, with the way that they're interacting, but you're like, no, they're a villain. And then like later in the game, they'll do a total, like, and guess what? I'm a villain. And it's, Mm -hmm. they play it up. Like it's supposed to be surprising, but you knew it all along. It's great. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Uh,
2: Dante is real good idiot. Uh, and she's like goofball. Um, so yeah, there's some good stuff in that game. And I hope the end kind of brings me back around on it, because like I said, that the second half has been not as enjoyable as the beginning. But
1: I, I maintain that it's really crazy in the past, let's say, two or three years that Capcom has kind of come back in a way.
2: Yeah, I, I think it
1: started with Monster Hunter, but like,
2: um, like- Resident Evil seven.
1: Yeah, sure. Yeah, but either way, that that year, twenty seventeen, yeah. like Capcom really started bringing their A game again when it seemed like they were just garbage for like five to ten years before that, almost. Yeah. So yeah, they. Was it twenty? Let's see. What year? Okay,
2: let's see. Twenty seventeen. Sure. And then twenty last year was Monster Hunter. Okay. Yeah. 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 So yeah, Capcom's been killing it for quite some time now. I'm I'm still mad that Gamescom did not have a Resident Evil. Uh, announcement. There was like a leak or a rumor that there was going to be an announcement about resident evil, mm-hmm. but maybe Tokyo game show. Cause Capcom has been doing like, uh, you know, like calling people in to do like playtesting
3: of a new resident evil game, but nobody yeah, knows I, what it is. I also finished. I also played through, uh, most of Resident Evil 1 over the past couple of weeks. And that that's that's been that was that's been fun. Where where are you now? I'm at the part where um shortly after when the hunters spawn the like the Okay. Forties, uh-huh. um, okay. I ha- the next section I have to do. I'm going to try to finish it before packs. Um the next section I have to do is like kind of a long um unbroken section that involves a lot of like avoiding and fighting hunters. Um mm-hmm. I hadn't started it because it was like 10 o'clock and I was like, mm, this next section is going to be like a good half hour long. Mm-hmm. Um, but that game was very interesting. Uh, and you were, it's wild to me that, the the remake is has so much more content in it than the base game so
2: thinking. it so it uh it has more content than the original original but i think not much more than the director's, director's, got, director's cut is my understanding because i was watching a speedrun i was like oh wait there's more in here i thought yeah. um but i was watching a a speedrun of the ds
3: version of resident evil 1 yeah. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a weird game <laughs> yeah. in a good way. I mean, it, the, 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 I voiced to you, like I had some issues with some of the early puzzle stuff. Um, but, and I don't like the combat, but that's just, I mean, it is, what it is. It's, it's PS one era. Yeah, totally. As a, as a product of its time, I don't have loads of criticism for yeah. it. Um, and even, even as a product of the time of the GameCube remake, I don't have loads of criticism yeah. for it. And it's, it's the story and the way that it, that game unfolds. is just very fun. Uh, yeah I I think you'll really like too when you get to it. Then, yeah, that's kind of why I want to finish finish it up this week because I want to start to sooner rather than later. Yeah, uh, because I know I'm really going to like it.
2: Yeah. Oh man, that game's so good. I've been messing around with speed running so much, but it's there's there's so much to learn. I was just watching like a movement video, like tutorial video, and like how to do quick turns and how to like stair skate and all this crazy stuff. That's cool. Uh, makes you you know shaves off seconds of time which i just need to like work on like getting through the game consistently Because oh man there's a boss fight in there that'll just kill your run every time but uh it's that's like probably the worst part of the game is that boss fight but you'll see you'll get to it um anyway does anyone have anything else they want to chat about Uh,
1: i had one little game that i played that seems neat but oh yeah uh well no i played uh, I kind of do this thing where I randomly go through games that get suggested to me via mm-hmm. algorithms, <laughs> like on Steam or uh, Google Play or whatever. And I tried two Android ones. One was called Sandwich! Exclamation mm-hmm. mark! And it's fucking terrible. Don't play it. Um, that's about all the time it deserves. Uh, okay. it, it it just plays ads between like almost every round, which are you can't, you can't mute them, which is my biggest, like, um, my yep, biggest no. and it's like, Oh, nope, don't even want to interact with this. Uh, but the other one is called, uh, that's a good question. It's called flow fit. And it's basically a combination of, uh, Sudoku and Tetris, which is kind of interesting. So like you basically get Tetris pieces with numbers on them and then you're using that to solve a Sudoku puzzle. And it's kind of, I don't know, it's neat.
2: Are they, are you, so is it like a tile set and you're putting them into a
1: board? Correct.
2: Okay. Is so are not like falling?
1: No, there's no falling. Okay. At all. It's, it's just there in Tetris shapes. And then you're, okay. you're, 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 slotting Tetraminos. them the Correct. Well, for the most part, I think there's, I think there's some shapes that are not tetrum, Tetrominos, mm. but yeah, it's maybe like uh,
2: a W or something. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like there's like two line long like two block long things and stuff like that so that obviously isn't a thing but yeah no uh flow fit seems good if you just want a free kind of way to waste 10 minutes so okay yeah
2: uh all right that is gonna do it then for this episode of gaming fix it's inevitable uh it's gotta come to an end at some point episode 84
0: all good things must end
3: or do and the bad things. So we don't,
1: you know. we don't have to end the podcast. We can keep going by the way, Pat, i have in the background on my other screen. I've been watching the LGD versus OG match. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> keep watching the yeah. international baby. Keep yeah. watching. Um, we should, I mean, it's going to be a, it's going to be a late fucking night tonight. <laughs> yep. Ne- next week, we're going to be talking about the international heads up. <laughs> uh,
0: no, uh,
2: that is going to do it for episode 84 of gaming fix. Thanks for joining us, everybody. If you like this podcast, give us a follow, a subscribe. Yeah. Subscribe. Uh, like us on your podcast platform of choice. Give us a review. If your platform so chooses visit our porn hub, uh, you know, you'll find it, you know, Hey, you're, you're probably going there later anyway. Uh, I think Pornhub said they're gonna plant a tree for every hundred videos watched some month.
3: Make some of those videos our podcast. Uh, there's also some I saw. I saw a news article. Okay, about this uh, that they're uh, they have a they launched a channel where you can watch like bees having getting getting down, and every, for every video that's watched, they're donating uh, some money to some bee conservation.
1: You know, Pornhub. I, I love how Pornhub is like the most wholesome company in on the
3: sort world. of, they do some shitty stuff too, but also like it's there, there's such a, a mix of like, mm-hmm. it seems like they do try to, to yeah. do, to do good things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, well second largest video platform on the internet.
2: It's not After surprising. YouTube. After Vimeo, surprisingly. Uh, Wait,
1: really? What? Is that no, actually no, the no. <laughs> It's
2: definitely YouTube is the number one. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh you can find me, Andre Cole, online at coolslawc C O O L S L four W. Allison, where can people find you?
0: Find me on Twitter at W-R-I-T-E-R-S-E-R-E-N-Y-T-Y.
3: Great. Pat. You can find me at PJC Plays and at PAX next weekend. So, you know hit me up. You? If you've got stuff you want to talk about. Yeah. Uh, hit Pat up for the hot packs. B- b- or no. if you're going to be there, <laughs> get the Pat. please. Uh, get
2: no,
0: Pat's please. I don't want PAX.
3: I don't want packs. I'm doing three days this year and I don't want the Pox.
1: Yeah. I was thinking about going, but there's no more. Pats, tickets, Porman, so. Uh mm-hmm.
3: Alex,
2: where can people find you?
1: I don't know, in bed or something. Oh, yeah. Not that (laughs) way. (laughs) Uh,
2: Thanks for joining us, everybody. We'll be back again next week. Same time, same place. Thanks for joining us. Bye.